Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, research shows that 80 to 85% of people who become Christians do so by the age of 18. Another statistic says 80% of our youth are leaving the church by the time they enter college. So you might have to think about that for a second, but kind of crazy. And our question for today is, what do we do to help the next generation so we don't have these kind of statistics, which I don't know about you, Lise, they can be kind of depressing. (laughs) I know. Well, and you know what? There's no guaranteed formula that if you do this plus this, you'll get that. You know, I want your that formula kids. though. I definitely want that formula. I want to take a pill and just give it to my kids. <laughs> I know that your kids will just turn out and they'll do all the right things and make all the right choices because you've been such an amazing parent. And unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. But we want to. But I think you know the challenge is always there. How do we instill a mission mindset in our kids and in ourselves? Well. As we're pondering that question, let's, uh, and before we get too far in our show, we just want to remind everyone that you're listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more um, information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, you know, Patty, we're talking about mission mindset. And, you know, there's so many different um, ways to see that and take that. There's a little locally and there's globally. And, um, you know, we're excited right now to um, introduce and to talk with a, a friend of ours. Because each month we, we get excited because we get to visit and learn from a leader with an amazing ministry that we partner with. And it's called the Ministry of Bloom, which really reaches out and inspires and encourages Mm-hmm. Church planting wives and just creates this amazing community. Well, um, Bloom is under the umbrella of Stadia, and Stadia transforms lives and communities through church planting. Um, and they, I love their tagline, and one of their taglines, and one of the things that they really talk about mission minded is they won't stop until every child has a church. Well, Bloom provides, like I said, the inspiration and the encouragement and the resources that church planting spouses need because you can feel so isolated just yeah, living yeah. life and doing ministry and just wherever we are. And it's, it's, it's so reassuring to know that other people are, you know, share the same concerns and struggles and challenges and joys that you do. Well, joining us now from the Ministry of Bloom is Anne Milan, and she's from one Life Church in Concord, North Carolina, and is also the author of the the series Bloom Where You Are Planted, and she's about ready to release her third book in the series, and it, it's such a cool book. I read um, her second one and, and her first one, and they're just, they're a compilation of stories from other writers just sharing their experiences, and as we know, stories stick, and they're so powerful, so i um, very excited about your third book. So anyway, you know what? I'm going to quit talking, and I'm going to welcome Anne. Hey, we're so glad to have you. Welcome to the show. Hey, ladies. I'm glad to be here today. 
Well, you know, you and me were talking just a little bit ago, and you said that you, uh, you know, you have your radio face on today. We're talking about how Patty and I love doing radio <laughs> because we have faces for radio. So we're so glad that you brought your radio face to the show because I think you said you were working out or running around outside. And that's what the beauty of radio, isn't it? You can just come as you are and uh, yeah. just be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here a little sweaty in some workout clothes, but who cares, right? Exactly. And that's, you know, that's kind of like, just come as you are and let's just be who we are. And so that's kind of the beauty of it. So we're, we're, we're good with that. Um, you know, and I got to tell you, we always know we're going to have a good time with you because you just have that personality that just kind of lights up a room and you just make people smile. And sometimes you don't even mean to, to do that, but you just do. And so I just love that, that temperament, that personality you have. So we know that we're going to have, we're going to have fun today. And, you know, talking about this whole mission minded, um, can you tell I'm on caffeine? I'm like highly caffeinated. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking really fast. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, I try to slow down. So I hope you guys are, you know, are listening really quickly as I talk quickly. Um, but you know, we're talking about this word mission, and you know that word is kind of, um, um, it's it's kind of overwhelming. It's kind of like very, uh, I don't know, formal sounded. And we think of mission, and we think of, you know, I have to go overseas and all that kind of stuff. But really. What we're trying to talk about today is being mission-minded, which is just serving and being aware and being engaged, whether it's, you yeah, know, in our community, it's in our neighborhood, it's, um, it's going overseas. And, and yet so many times when we hear this word mission, um, especially on a global sense, I think, you know, when you tell somebody where I'm going, you know, to such and such place, um, a lot of times the first question I know that I get is, is it safe? Is it safe to go there? And especially if you're taking your kids, is that, do you really think you should take your kids someplace to a country? And we're so, I think as Americans, worried about safety so much more than the other parts of the world are. But um, I know, Anne, you were saying that your husband is taking, I think, your daughter and that there's a bunch of people from your church and your guys are going to Haiti. Is that right? That's correct. We're going to Haiti this October. And um, I really kind of wanted to go, but I'm teaching school now, um, teaching high school. And so... I'm limited on how much time I can take off during the school year. But, um, yeah, they're going to Haiti in October, and um, I was a little concerned. She's a 14-year-old, blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, and they're going um, to Haiti, and they're working with some people that we've worked with before. But I was kind of like, oh, my goodness. And and not just about her safety, but also um, I don't I, – I really struggle because I do want God to crush her heart and change her heart for missions and for people who are broken and people who are, you know, just living a different life than we are and that need help. And yet I'm also a little bit afraid of that too. So Mm -hmm. um, that's one of those things that I have to balance and say, okay, Lord, I want you to break her heart for you, but don't break it too hard. But then I'm like, okay, no, I'm not supposed to say that. So, okay, just break it as hard as you need to. (laughs) And um, so it's one of those things as a parent, I think you get a little bit nervous, but uh, we have four children, and we gave them all to God, you know, before they were born, and and to serve Him. However, and so kind of with that mindset, I know, all right, they may not be near me always because God may call them to do different things, different places, and I just need to be okay with that. So sometimes when you send your kids on a mission trip, you know, you're thinking, okay, is this going? Is this it? Is this something that they're going to um, want to do uh, permanently? So. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so, as a a mom, um, it's so good to hear you say that because so many times I know I've said that same prayer and we know that 
when we have seen others be so broken that that is when God is truly just um, working in them and exploding, yeah. sometimes even exploding their, their future ministries. And so you want your kids to go to that next level in their relationship with Christ. And yet, uh, just to say those prayers, you're right. It's like we don't want them to have to go through it. And when we see them even going through it and it, it, when they're expressing some of the pain that they are dealing with, it's so heartbreaking. And yet, you know, God will will use that. And um, right. so to, to hear you say that, it's so true in how we and how we pray. And so many times we we are always praying for their safety rather than praying for that adventure that they can experience God and encounter God in such a way it's just going to explode their purpose in Christ. Right. Right. Which I want to happen. I want that. And, and I know as much as I want to protect them as a mother, and I think we all kind of want to protect our kids. I also know that I can't. And sometimes God can't work in that bubble that I'm trying to Mm -hmm. just keep around my children. He wants to do something way more amazing and terrifying and glorious than I would probably give permission for. So mm-hmm. I have to kind of let go of some of that and say, okay, I'm just going to trust you because I know you have a purpose for my kids. I know you have a purpose for me and that you want their good and you want them to be as close to you as possible. And that this is what it takes to draw them closer to you and to lead them and guide them to what they need to be on mission with in their life. Then I'm like open to that. It, and then I'm, of course, terrified saying that but also trusting at the same time as saying, okay, that's scary to me to say, Lord, but I'm trusting you and I'm trusting you with my kids. And I know you, I mean, I know you have a purpose for them. Mm. So, you know, yeah, trying to balance that, what I cognitively know, and also the little bit of fear that's inside and say, okay, I, I'm acknowledging that fear, but I'm also giving it to God. And that is so hard because we want to say on one hand, yeah, I totally trust you, but don't make me put that into action. Don't make me have to trust you. Right. Right. And, 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 right. and, you know, and then is that really trust? You know. Exactly. And it's so hard. I remember um, a few years ago, my um, my daughter who's grown and married, but she went with us. Remember, Patty, we went to Kenya. And um, we did, you know, we took a group of, of women, about you know eight of us, and we did a women's conference over there. And I remember my daughter coming. Well, I remember in high school and she got on mission trip. She's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to live in Dominican Republic or I'm going to live here. She really wanted to go on the field. And then I remember we came back from Kenya and she said the same thing. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to fall in love and want to do that. Stay here and yes. you know, be a sender. Don't be a, a goer, you know? And you're like, <laughs> right. Who am I? What, you know, did that really just right, come out right. of my heart and out of my mouth? So it right. is, it's, it's, it's really hard. Like you said, you want to let your kids go and you go, okay, God, they're yours. But then we try to pull them back in and go, but not all of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and uh, so I, have you had people like comment about you, like even sending your kids, maybe your family members, like sending your kids over to someplace like Haiti or India or someplace? Oh, yeah. Um, my son Noah went to India. Um, I guess it would have been in his eighth grade year. He was 13, almost, maybe he was 14. He and my husband went to India for two weeks and um, on a mission trip, and it was amazing and life-changing, but it was not safe. And it was not pretty, and it was not easy. Um, 
but it was an amazing experience for my, well, even for my husband, but for my son, for sure. And, um, God just got a hold of his heart and he was, he, he, they went to a series of like, um, like even like teen conferences that were being held in India and, um, at different places, like they traveled all around the country for those two weeks. And, um, they were with, uh, ICM, Indian Christian Mission, and they, he was just amazed, and he had an opportunity to speak to kids his age in India, like a thousand kids. I mean, like a ridiculous amount. Like, he was just like, oh my goodness, and and just kind of share his story and what God was doing in his life, and um, it was really huge to hey, him, Anna, and had a great... Break. We're, we're going to take a break yeah. right now. Hold that thought on India. We'll come back to India in just a few moments. All right. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's marching down the road. A Canadian man thought it would be a good idea to parachute into the city's annual rodeo, the Calvary Stampede, in order to advertise a cleaning products company. After purchasing a parachute, the only problem was how to get airborne in order to make the jump. So he bought a lawn chair and attached over 100 helium party balloons to provide the lift. Simple, right? Apparently, he doesn't have hypsophobia. That's the fear of heights. He also carried a dart gun to shoot a few balloons in case he started floating too high. Unfortunately, he ended up more than a mile off course and had to jump in a field instead, where police were waiting and arrested him for mischief. At least he proved himself an altitudinarian. That's a person who aspires to great heights. It's marching down. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. talking with Anne Malam, one of our partner ministries um, under the umbrella of Bloom, which is under the umbrella of Stadia. And Anne, you um, you left us in India where you were talking about how your son was able to speak to this large group of people. So go ahead and, and finish that before Lisa rudely cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, we just talking about his experience in India it was it was really amazing and it was super life changing for him. Um, 
he got to experience not just a completely different culture, um, but he was in a lot of situations that weren't necessarily safe. I mean, they rode the train across India. Um, sometimes they stayed in hotels and sometimes they didn't. And um, I was very thankful that my husband was with him, obviously, because um, he was young. But I wouldn't trade that experience for him for anything. Um, it just had a huge impact in his life. But I, I don't always think that you need um, to go out of the country necessarily to be mission-minded, especially when your kids are younger. Um, one of the best things about church planting has been the opportunity it has afforded my children to serve in the local church. Since they were small, um, my kids have set up and torn down and um, helped get everything ready for church on Sunday mornings. And now that we're in a building and we're... Um, yay, a little more stable, um, and not having to set up and tear down. Um, they're, they're involved in like lighting or, um, oh, technology, like I'm trying to think like soundboard, lightboard, that kind of thing. My son plays in the band. So there are a lot of opportunities, even just in your local church for your kids to be on mission, to serve and to be a part of whatever your church is doing, especially if they're too young to maybe go out on the field. Um, or maybe there are opportunities at your church for that to happen. Well, and it's so interesting, especially when you're talking about, you know, your kids are having to help you set up and break down. And um, we've, we've gotten to where, um, you know, you, you keep hearing, oh, this next generation, it, you know, the laziness, the entitlement, and what's going on? How come they're leaving like groves from the church once they get into to college? And when you do look at some of the research and, you know, just in them interviewing a lot of these kids that have left the church, the ones that have stayed are the ones that we're serving. And I, and I think that's really interesting. We don't live in a culture anymore where you can just go um, sit and soak in the sermon. You have to right. actually be serving. And one of the studies I thought it was really interesting. Um, it was done in Switzerland. Uh, the guaranteed like hundred percent of, of the kids who were still in church is because it didn't matter anything about what the mom did. It was what the dad did. And if the dad was in church and the dad was serving, these kids were sold out for mm. Christ. And I, yeah. I thought that was really, really interesting that, um, yeah. you know, we know it doesn't really matter anything we do. It's all about the dad. <laughs> but but it's so uh -huh. true. They're looking at the fathers and they're looking at the men going, okay, if this faith is good enough for you, then it's good enough for me to to move forward and, and discover who Christ is. And if guys only knew how significant their role is in that relationship. Yeah. Well, and, and I also know, think... I think we, I don't want to say make it too easy on our kids, but I mean, young people are looking for a challenge. They're looking for something to do. They're looking for something to pour their life into. Um, you know, they, they'll sign up for Greenpeace if they can't find something else to do. And there's so much we could do in the church. There's so much work to be done if we tap into the, into the youth and, and trust them a little bit instead of saying, well, you're too young or, well, here, we're going to have the service over here for you and it's going to be your kind of music and your kind of, but, you know, really, we just want you to kind of stay over here instead of saying, yes, this is this is an amazing tapestry of what God's doing. We want to weave you into it and help you find your place in what God is doing in the global picture, whether well, just it's like in you said, the world or in our church. Yeah. Yeah. About being dangerous. I mean, I love that, that, you know, he went to India. <clears throat> I, I just sat at the um, in my kitchens uh, Monday night. 
why this whole group of college kids, there's like 20 of them in the room. And this one gal chose to sit there at the table because she just, she just returned from India. And, you know, here she is college age. She went by herself, even though everyone said, this is not safe. You should not be going here by yourself. And she went in as a nurse, the capacity to be able to, you know, give antibiotics and give shots. And she said it was the best training she could possibly get. But how God just broke her and just, you know, her relationship with Christ exploded. And yet all we can see is, oh, it's way too dangerous to send a female, you know, in her 20s to to go do that. And we're just, you know, are we really not relying on God in in that fear of of just right. allowing God to do what he's going to do? And so I so agree. I think so many times they want to and we're like holding we're tethering them back. Yeah, they're young, they're full of energy, they want to be dangerous and and you know what they're in a time of their life when they can be. You know, mm-hmm. be dangerous. You don't have children or maybe you're not married yet and and there are amazing things that you can do and not have to worry about some of those things you do as you become a parent. You're worried about, you know, go be and do what God is calling you to do and, and, and live a little bit dangerously for the, for the Lord and trust that he has a plan and that he is going to do something with your life or, or with the work that you're doing. Um, I think sometimes we get scared and don't want to, don't want to let them do that, but you know, I think we should. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, as I'm sitting here listening, you know, to this conversation, and, and I, I so agree, and it's such great points. It's like, you know, our, our youth are really they're looking for a challenge. They're like, show me something, give me something right. in front of me that I can grab onto. But I also right. think that we, um, sitting where we are, need to look at that challenge and go, well, when was the last time we did something dangerous? We did something a little True. risky. Um, and it's easy to say the next generation should, but it's like it, it's all about us. We never outgrow that. And, you know, and, and we should be looking, going, where, where can I serve that maybe is out of my comfort zone? Um, you right, know, maybe right. the more dangerous kind of scares us, but it's like, but comfort zones, we, we so nestle in and create the, these places. And it's like, okay, don't ask me to step out of this. So, you know, I think the challenge to each one of us is like, what does that look like? You know, is it walking across the street to talk to a neighbor? I mean, that might be out of somebody's comfort zone. Or is it, you know, saying, you know, Initiating a conversation with somebody that can be out of your comfort zone, but where is it um, that we need to take responsibility in our life to go? I need to, I need to have a different mindset here of one of serving, one of giving back, one of part of being a, sol- a solutions. It's so easy to sit back and be so critical of you know what's going on and 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 negative, but like okay, but where can we step in? And really be part of the solution and let God use our hands and our feet and our mouth. And I think that's a challenge that each one of us has to look at. And you know what? Great opportunities because God has planted each one of us in different places, um, in different communities, you know, and you're, you know, on the, on the East Coast. And it's different and different challenges there. And, but what does that look like for each one of us? And then sharing those stories, which goes into sharing stories. Your, your third book is coming out. Um, and it's a collection of stories and amazing stories. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, but I, let me do that. I do want to make a quick comment. I think on what you just said, I think if our children see us being dangerous and um, stepping out and, and serving in those areas, I think it's going to encourage them to, especially if we call them along with us. Hey, come with us. Come do this with me. You know, um, we're going to have this ministry downtown. Come, you know, come. I 
I'm going to go feed the homeless. Please come with me. You know, a lot of times they're like, oh, we're not going to take our kids. So I think that is really important what you said. Um, but, yes, the third book is coming out. It is coming out in September, and it will probably debut at Exponential West, um, which is in October, just a couple weeks later. But it will be out on Amazon uh, probably in the middle of September. And it's really exciting. It's more stories. Um, the books have been stories of women who have stepped out on faith and planted churches all across the country, um, and some of them are even in other countries, uh, and what their experience has been like, what they have struggled with. And I don't think it's just for church planting women. I think it's for any woman in ministry, because I think sometimes that can be so isolating, and you can be in a situation where you feel like, I don't have anyone to talk to, and nobody has ever experienced this before, and I don't even know where to turn, and I feel really alone. And so I think um, part of the blessing of this book is that women share their stories of their hurt and their pain and their joy with other women. And so you can read it and know, okay, I'm not alone here. And I, I am in a community of women who are chasing after God, even though sometimes it can be really lonely or sometimes it can be really scary. And many times it can be very joyous. And so I think we need a place as women to come together and, um, a safe place to experience some of that, uh, which is really great. One of the best things about Bloom, the ministry that I'm in um, for Church Planning Wives, is that I have this group of women that totally get me. They, um, they're they on mission doing what I'm doing wherever they are in their cities, in their towns. And, um, and they, oh, I guess what I'm trying to say is when we get together, I don't have to explain where I'm coming from. They just totally get it because they're going through it as well. And so I think we all need people like that in our lives, especially as women. We need other women that can encourage us. Um, we need strong friendships with women that can encourage us and help us get to the next level of our faith and just just to not feel alone because, you know, life is hard. And if we don't have other people pulling for us as we go and we're not pulling for other people, you know, what's the point? Well, you made such great points because it is about, I, I don't want to feel like I'm alone. You know, I want to know there's other women, especially, and I don't have, I, I like when you said, I don't have to explain myself. Sometimes you can just, another woman, you can just look and you go, I get it. You don't even have to say yeah. words. It's just showing up and going, I get it. So um, that's so powerful. Well, we're so excited about your book coming out and just the different stories and Stories stick and stories, you know, and, and I think what's so great about your book and the series when it just having stories is you can just pick it up and go, you know, just in a situation and go, I just need to read this story. Um, and, and just, you know, to be encouraged by that and to know that so-and-so and then reach out and, you know, that's a challenge too, is, we, you know, reach out and connect with somebody and say, Hey, your story yeah. makes a difference. I just want to thank you. And, um, you know, it's, it made a difference today as, as I live forward. Well, and unfortunately, our time has gone by way too fast. And we just want to thank you so much for just what you do and leading and, and living your life and being such in um, the mission mindset. And so we want to encourage women to get on the, on, on the website for Bloom and, um, and just your book coming out. So thank you again for just joining our show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by another author, um, author of mission-minded children and we're going to be continuing our conversation we'll be right back thanks
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a bachelor in nursing and master's of business administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show. Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, our next guest, Ann Dunnigan, is the author of several books, including The Mission-Minded Family and The Scarlet Cord, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Well, Ann, I got to tell you, just in reading your, you and your husband, the bio that you have there, I know your husband was the founder of Harvest Ministry, and both you and, and John, your husband, have been witnessing either one-on-one and preaching to crowds of over 50,000 people. Uh, you've also, or at least John has, um, been into 65 nations doing ministry and on every continent, and that has always been my goal. As I want to hit every continent, but um, he has actually done that, including Antarctica. So I want to talk to you about that because that's just crazy when no one really, I don't know, maybe a thousand people are on Antarctica and that's in the summertime. So, But you guys have gone from uh, Rwanda prisons to Russian polar expedition ships from worn and torn Sudan um, all the way into Ireland. And uh, I just, that's amazing where God has sent you. We, we were just talking about, you know, doing dangerous things and for our kids to see that this, you know, having this adventure with God um, also gets them out of their comfort zone and stretches them to do whatever, wherever God is calling you to go. So welcome to our show today. How are you? Good. I am very delighted to be here. And wherever God would have us, whether it's at home or just being daring to say, yes, Lord, I will do what you would have us to do. I'm honored to be with you today. 
That's, oh, that's awesome because it is an honor to have you. And I have to tell you, not to just jump right in there, but I do want to ask what John was doing in the Antarctica. Was that on a, a for missions or he just had an inkling to go freeze? <laughs> oh, I tell you, isn't that crazy? Um, my husband had this dream uh, several years ago, and it was just this, I mean, a literal dream in the middle of the night when he was sleeping. And it was in his dream he was getting on this Russian polar expedition ship heading to Antarctica, and he felt that he was going to meet somebody who was like running from God, like Jonah. And he got up in the morning, and he he had the dream actually a couple times, and then he told me about it, and he's like, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, well, why don't you go for it? You know, let look up, see how much it costs. So he just began exploring. You know, how do you? get about going to Antarctica and what would be the purpose for going there. And it was actually kind of funny because he did get on a a book, a booking like three months out and it was a Russian expedition ship. And actually it's a really interesting situation when you have people going to Antarctica, they're usually very well traveled people who have been to every other continent. And so uh, just even the group on the expedition ship was a really interesting group of people who need Jesus. And um, mm-hmm. he was passing out Russian Bibles to people on the ship. And uh, a guy who traveled with him shared the gospel during a ship talent show. And But anyway, then it opened up that they were able to share the gospel um, on this uh, on this one scientific research station, it was like a Ukrainian research station, and my husband had brought Ukrainian Bibles. Uh, but he really did meet a man, the expedition leader, actually, who used to be, he had been a missionary for years up in northern Canada. And uh, it just turned out that this guy had had, his family fell apart, he left the ministry, and he just kind of ran away from everything and went down to Antarctica to be uh, a expedition leader. And he was away from God, and my husband just came and had some really, really great talks with him. So it was a, it was a really, it was a God trip, and some people came to Jesus, and it, it was an adventure. Wow. And to to hear that story, just it's inspiring to go, okay, God, I really want to be able to listen to you. And um, just to to be in that where God is even, you know, just through dreams saying, hey, how about this? And just to be willing, I keep telling my kids, just be willing to say yes, God, or okay, God. And um, that's how you discover your gifts and where God wants you and that path and that journey that you're supposed to be on with him is, um, you know, being prayed up and saying yes to the, to the small things. And then, you know, lo and behold, you're in Antarctica witnessing to Russians. So that is a really, really good story. And I, I, I'm actually fascinated with going to Antarctica because of that. I mean, I, from what I know about it, there's only like 60 people that are even there in the wintertime. And they're told when you're here, you're here. There's no way out. Like it's so cold, 50 below. Sometimes, you know, with the chill factor and everything else, it's even colder. So I'm assuming he went there during the summertime um, when there was a little, little bit more people there. But that, that is a great story of just listening to where God wants you. 
Yeah, a couple of my kids are planning on, uh, they have this idea to go to Antarctica and run a marathon. They actually have once a year, you have to like book it a couple of years in advance, but uh, there are people who go there specifically to say they've run a marathon on every continent. So uh, we've raised our kids to be pretty daring also, and uh, not only just in missions and in ministry, but even just in life. So... Wow. They might, maybe one of them will be a scientist and actually go there for the expeditions. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? All right. So we got to get, I want to talk about your book, The Mission Minded Child, um, because in here you have um, just all kinds of suggested activities. And it sounds like obviously you're living this out because you have kids that are, are wanting to run a marathon in Antarctica. So, but you have these activities for families to participate in together, as well as just several resources to help families develop the desire um, to be more missions focus. And we're just having this conversation that so many kids are leaving the church by the time they get into college. And, but yet research shows if you have this faith-based, you know, family, um, things going on in your home and serving together, it'll change those statistics. So what are some of the activities that you can uh, just share with our listeners? And then they can obviously go run out and buy your book, but is there any resources or activities that you can share with us today? Well, more than activities is to really, that we would raise the hearts of our children to deeply love the Lord. Um, even just looking at the, the picture of a cross and how the uh, vertical part of the cross, it can remind us that the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart soul, mind, and strength, and to train our kids that no matter what you do in life, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, the most important thing is that you become a man of God or a woman of God, that you love Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that you would know him and love his word. Uh, I, I love to teach kids to memorize the Bible, I, you know, more than buying my book. I mean, just get into the Bible, get into the Bible to listen to the Word of God, to read the Word of God, to have your kids listen to it, to memorize Scripture. Uh, that is the most important thing. And, and then the horizontal part of the cross is to love your neighbor as yourself. And just, you know, that begins with as little as when kids are first start saying, mine, mine, uh, to just teach them to share, to teach them to love others, to care for people, uh, to share their bedroom when company comes. Things like that can teach kids to love others. And, you know, we live in a very self-centered society where it's all about just, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, instead, raising our children with a mindset of, when you grow up, will you do whatever God would want you to do? Um, so that, you know, greatest commandment to love God and to love others, and then the great commission, which is to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. Uh, we have one kind of like a little starter activity uh, that is just very, very easy to do if you have young children is to make a little fun mission passport. And we actually have this on our website at harvestministry.org. Um, there's just a 
free download for how to make a little passport craft and there's even a another little download that has like little stickers and flags and things like that that you can put in it and it's just a great way that as you teach your kids about other nations um it can be as simple as you know going to a chinese restaurant and eating chinese food and praying for the people who work at the restaurant and then going to your little passport and putting something that represents china inside that passport or a newsletter comes from your missionary friends down in mexico and you read the newsletter and you pray for them and then you put a little mexico stamp inside that child's uh prayer passport and it's something that can just be a tool that can be used um throughout you know a year period or a couple years to just instill in your children that they can go even through their prayers and through learning to be able to help share the gospel with others. Hmm. And that's a great, you know, I, I think it is, is using our creativity and coming up with just interactive activities like through prayer, making it so interesting and going, I can go there, like you said, through prayer. I don't have to physically put my feet on the ground, but I can go there in other ways and engage and make a difference. And I think, you know, when kids learn, like we were talking earlier, you know, when kids realize they can make a difference too, you don't have to wait till you get to a certain age or be a grown up, but you know, you kids are leading and they're teaching us all the time and they're, and they're making a difference. And that just, you know, that allows them to see as they grow up, but this is just what you do. You engage, you get involved, you see, and you respond. And we can learn a lot from kids. And, it, and even as we teach them, we teach ourselves. It's like, okay, I need to be doing this too. I need to be practicing this also as we go forward. Well, we just have about a minute to, we have to take a break. And, and, um, you know, well, let's talk about, you know, just, it's, it's such a generational you know, when we do pour into a, a child or a youth, it, it, the ramifications are generational can be. And I think, yeah, we think so short term. Um, I, I don't know if that's an American thing or what that is, but so many times we, we want quick answers. We want instant solutions. And we don't realize that things can go on for generations and that we do make an impact that and leave legacies that just can take us to through generations, which it can be exciting and it can be terrifying, but we're going to choose the, the exciting part and looking at this, how we can really impact the generations by just doing something today and impacting it. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined again by Anne talking about just being mission minded, living mission minded, and how do we instill this in our children and our family. So go grab a cup of something you love and come back and join us. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. 
We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we started out today, um, beginning at the top of our show, asking the question, are we raising our children to effectively impact their generation for Jesus Christ? And we've been discussing this whole topic here with um, Anne Dunnigan, author of The Mission-Minded Child, and she talks about having um, just a practical way to encourage Christian parents and teachers that are placed in the strategic uh, position of impacting the next generation. And so, Anne, I just, I, for on a personal Personal note, because many times we can get off on exactly, you know, the strategic way to, to make this happen. With you have seven kids, and now you're talking, they're getting married, and now you have grandkids. Um, where have you? I, I guess my question would be in, in your own personal life, are, do you feel like your kids are sold out for the Lord? And are they going into, I mean, I was going to say, are they going into ministry? But I feel like no matter what you do in your day, you are in ministry when you're sold out on the Lord. But um, are they following in your footsteps to choose it as professional ministry? Or um, are, where, where are they heading? What paths are they going down? Well, with our seven kids, uh, four of them are now married, and we are getting grandkids. At the moment, we have four grandkids going on six. So we have two grandbabies due in December, one at the beginning of December, one at the end of December. Wow. And of our, our kids that are out of the house, we have five now that are out of the house. One is in Bible school. Uh, one is an engineer. Uh, and he's now also a dad, and he just got back from Bahrain, where he was sent by his uh, by his engineering company over to Bahrain because he does stuff with petroleum uh, flare heads for these big things. I don't even understand what all he does, but he <laughs> loves Jesus with all of his heart. And to think that one of my kids is now being sent by his company into the Middle East, right across from Saudi Arabia. 
to do work. I mean, that is really, really exciting. Um, I have another son. Uh, he went into the U.S. Marine Corps. He was commanding snipers over in Afghanistan as an officer, uh, left as a captain, and then went to Harvard, got his MBA there, met his sweetheart there. They just recently got married. Uh, love Jesus. He just got back this last week. He was in four different countries over in Europe. He was in France and uh, Switzerland and Italy and I don't know. He was having meetings with these oil people and um, some different. He works for Google and loves Jesus. And I tell you, uh, he and his wife have a completely different sphere than my husband and I ever could. Uh, I have a, a daughter and son-in-law, um, one daughter who she married a third-generation missionary from Niger, West Africa. Uh, they spent a year living in Korea, teaching English. Um, then they were serving as missionaries in Niger, West Africa. Now my son-in-law helps with church planting. Um, they're based in Louisiana, but he works with a minister that has planted thousands of churches all around the world, so they're working with that. So they are uh, like, you know, full-time ministry. Uh, I have another son and his wife who have started an orphanage in India and also a couple Bible schools there. And we're actually working, um, Harvest Ministry, our ministry is working with our son and daughter-in-law's ministry, Gospel Projects International, to found a children's home in Nepal. So we're uh, working on that. Actually, this week, we just are in the process this week of buying property and so that's really exciting, and uh, you know, it's just each each of our kids. We just encourage them to love Jesus and to just be obedient to what mm-hmm. God has for their life. Um, one quote that I'd love to just share is by uh, Elizabeth Elliot, who just recently passed away, and she was someone who was just such an example of a godly mother in our generation. And uh, her husband was martyred as a missionary, and then uh, she went over along with um, Rachel Saint to go share the gospel to these people in Ecuador. But, you know, even when her husband was killed, Elizabeth Elliot said, I have one desire now to live a life of reckless abandon for the Lord, putting all my energy and strength into it. And that's what we just want for our kids. You know, whatever God would call them to do, whether it's engineering or or whether it's ministry or orphan ministry or teaching or being a pastor, whatever, that they would live a life of reckless abandon for the Lord, putting all their strength into it. So, uh, yeah, they all love Jesus, and we are very grateful for God's grace for that. Well, I love that. Lisa and I love that quote from Elizabeth Elliot as well, because there's nothing like reckless abandonment (laughs) for the Lord. And, um, you know, you, you, you want that and you strive for that. And yet you wake up sometimes, you know, in the morning and you go, what does that look like for today? And, uh, just to hear you say that and talk about your kids and they are all sold out. And that's a lot, a lot of kids there, seven kids. I'm the baby of six and my brothers and sisters, we say that all the time. Like, what was the ingredient? Where, where's the formula Mm. of what mom and dad you know, did to have us all sold out on the Lord. When you hear of 
you know, so many families that you feel like you were raised the exact same way. And yet they just went off on a whole different path that um, did not follow Christ. And so Lisa and I were joking that we wish there was a pill or a formula. <laughs> you could go follow this. The gospel. <laughs> That's yes, the pill. <laughs> you, it is the pill. And yet you do see, you know, how some kids will just choose not to follow the gospel. But um, if you could say anything um, else, and I know the answer is the gospel, would there be another little formula that you saw in raising your own kids to get them just to be sold out on Christ? I would say one thing is realizing it's not what we do. It's not what we do. It's not how good of parents we are. It's not how well we follow any particular little formula. It is absolutely relying on God's grace, relying on the cross of Jesus Christ for each day, even just trusting that that God will call our children, uh, asking for his help in our weakness to realize that in those moments, God can be strong when we are weak. Uh, I think something as kids get older that is really helpful is just not laying it all out for our kids and, and living on the, the no side of legalism, you know, don't do this and don't do that. Instead, on the yes side of life, where it's not just raising our kids to like be, you know, good little kids who sit still in church and be quiet, but instead to raise our sons to be dangerous men of God and our daughters to be daring daughters who will advance the kingdom of God. And when when there's a situation where uh, we can encourage our kids to think through, you know, if, if you do this, what's the long-term consequence of these decisions and where do you want to be five years from now where do you want to be 10 years from now so that uh we encourage our kids to live on that yes side of of life and and advancing the kingdom not just trying to keep from being bad i I think that's something that can really help and i think that's that's a great distinction that you that you say is it's it's not the rules and what not to do, it's what you get to do. And, and you know, just reframing that and, and, you know, the amazing opportunities that you get to experience and, you know, and even developing ourselves and going, I didn't realize I had that in me. And helping your kids draw that out and letting them see that there is so much more to them than they even realize that God has, you know, placed desires and, and abilities within them. And um, I think, you know, when we model it and we do it together with them and then we kind of um, empower them to, to do that and then, you know, just validating them. I mean, how fun. It was just so cool listening you share what all your kids are doing in their own unique ways, you know, through their own temperaments and their own um, their own path that they chose, but they're still living out, you know, and being so mission minded. And that is just so encouraging. That's what we're trying to do. Um, and just, you know, creating around it, making it contagious where people go, I want what they're having. I want to be living like that. Something that, that matters. And I know, um, you know, Penny and I always say we, we love the word significance and it's like, we just want to make sure that 
we're doing things with significance and that it matters and that you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you got this one and only life and you got this desires and, you know, these gifts and like, am I using them? Am I being a good steward with what God has given me? Well, we only have about two minutes, Anne, before we have to say goodbye. And we, again, we, we just want to thank you for joining our show and taking your time because we know that you literally are traveling all over the world and, and just really sharing this significant message with so many people. And um, is there something you want to leave our listeners you know, again, how they find your book, um, just some of an encouragement to leave them about how do we truly live our life mission minded where that just pour, you know, comes out of our pores. Um, what would you say? Well, uh, my uh, main two books are The Mission-Minded Child and The Mission-Minded Family, and you can find those at harvestministry.org. Also, if anybody has girls, we have a ministry called Daring Daughters, which is uh, a lot of practical and a lot of free things available to encourage your girls to be raised for God. And I'd like to end with uh, something that was written in a journal by a missionary named Betty Scott Stam, who was martyred in China back in the 1930s. And I I just love this prayer of surrender, total surrender to God, a lot similar to that Elizabeth Elliot quote about reckless abandon. Uh, But Betty Scott Stam said, Lord, I give up all my own plans and purposes, all my own desires and hopes, and accept thy will for my life. I give myself, my life, my all, utterly to thee, to be thine forever. Fill me and steal me with thy Holy Spirit. Use me as thou wilt. Send me where thou wilt. Work out thy whole will in my life at any cost, now and forever. You know what? How, how do we say anything after that? That, is, that's, that says it all. And that's really what, you know, we're, we want to leave with and just that that would be the, the desire of our heart and the prayer of our heart. And just to really live with that awareness and, um, you know, and that you said it all. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Anne, for joining our show again. And we just want to encourage our listeners to to seek you out on, on the website. And we're going to have information on our site at girlfriendit.com of how to find you and find your books. And we just really encourage people to to really, you really do practice what you preach. And so thank you for being such an example of reckless abandonment and just instilling that in your children and the next generation. Thanks for joining our show. Have a thank great day. Thank you. We'll talk to you next God time. bless. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show 